0: me just share some things with you that I believe that the Lord is, is saying to us. Uh, last week and this week, there's, there's such a hunger in your hearts. And I said a few moments ago, and I just want to reiterate, he doesn't come because I did something right or because the worship team did something right or because, I, certainly because there's prayer and because there's intercession and because there's all of those components are, are, are there, but primarily the Lord comes into the midst of his people when his people hunger for him. And that's what Joy was alluding to when he said that uh, in Jeremiah, it says, when you call on me, I will hear you and I will answer you. And, uh, and uh, he told Daniel, on the day that you called on me, I responded to you. And he says in his word uh, that uh, when, when Israel, he told Israel, when they would be taken into bondage because of disobedience, or because of waywardness, he said, when you are there on the day that you call on me, I will move in your behalf. So I want you to know that this hunger that is present in you is from the Holy Spirit, and I don't want you to minimize it. I don't want you to think that it's only for Sunday. Please don't make that only for Sunday morning. If you make that only for Sunday morning, you're not going to sustain it. It won't be sustained in your heart if it's only Sunday morning. Make that a daily cry from the Spirit of God for you. The Scripture tells us, uh, repent and be converted. Acts chapter 3. Repent and be be converted. And and, and I want to tell you something. The Bible says, if my people who are humble, who will, Who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face then I will hear from heaven I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land and I believe when we're experiencing environments such as we're experiencing that we ought to stop and acknowledge it and talk about it and embrace it and understand that there are some things that have happened repentance has taken place in the heart of some folks for the Lord to come and to begin to respond, there's been a, there's been a, a heart of re- repentance. There's been a heart for change. There's been a heart for desire toward the Lord. All of that is from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we don't come unless He draws us. Church of Living Water, He's drawing you. And I want you to to take that very, very seriously. So in Acts chapter 3, the writer says, repent and be converted so that your sins may be blotted out, and then times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. He said, you reach out to me, and you set your heart right before me, and I assure you that times of refreshing will come. So what you are experiencing in times of refreshing, when you begin to have that hunger before the Lord, that hunger before the Lord that is taking place in the heart of this house is drawing you to times of refreshing. Let me just prophesy to you, times of refreshing are ahead for you. If you maintain this course of hunger for the Lord, times of refreshing are ahead for you. They've already begun, in fact and i want to and i want to say something else just sometimes we get this traditional sense of what we need to do to respond to god and and i don't want anyone to feel um or to misunderstand whenever we say things like we did last week and this week, just come before the Lord. Last week we had folks come and the elders and, and, the, and the prayer teams ministered to them. And this week we just come and we knelt before the Lord. And 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 some folks respond by coming and some folks re- respond by standing in the presence of the Lord. And I want you to know that whether you, you respond to him here or there at your seat, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And nobody's looking at how you respond and wanting to know if you should or shouldn't or did or didn't and and all, that is you and God because he has filled the whole house. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit was poured out that the Holy Spirit came and filled the whole house where they were sitting. So all y'all who are back row believers he's in the back row <laughs> Jerry, we love you so much. All the way from the back to the front, the Spirit of the Lord is filling the house. (laughs) And your hunger is being responded to and your desire is being heard in the heavens. And when you speak the name of Jesus, whether you are here in the corporate gathering or whether you are in your private place at home, sitting before the Lord, when you speak his name, he hears you. And not only does he hear you, he responds to you. It's one thing to have a parent who hears us To have a father who hears us, but a father who hears us and responds to our cry, to our call for help. The Bible says his arm is not short and his ear is not heavy. His arm is not short. Oh, Lord, have you forgotten where I am? No, his arm is not short. The psalmist said, "If I if I go into the heights of the heaven, He's there. And if I go into the depths of the earth, wherever I go, I will find Him there. He is present at all times, in all places, even in your darkest places. He is there." So I just want to challenge you. There's a couple of things that I believe that the Lord is saying to us as a church. We've been visiting those things in the teaching and and and. Uh, we've been touching upon those things as, as we uh, go here. But the Lord is, is challenging us. As he's spoken to us, the next season of a real move of God in this house is going to produce an environment where the lost are brought to Jesus. Every one of you, when I say that, can think of one or two or three people that are under your sphere of influence that are either uh, very distant in their relationship with God or they have none. Because I know when you're a believer that God puts someone in your influence that needs him because you are the kingdom to them. It's not about how many people are at church. It's not about the size of the congregation or the size of a particular church, but I want you to look around you and I want you to know that every empty seat in this building is potential for someone who needs to be loved on and who needs to hear from Jesus, your loved ones. And the best way to reach someone for Jesus is to be someone that's in relationship with them. So I want to challenge you. It was a real concern to me. There was a a period of time uh, in the in the life of Church of Living Water over the past several years where folks were going to be with Jesus, and there were some, you know, there were some some folks that that were uh, just stepping into their eternal reward. And as I was considering those things as a pastor, I was feeling really challenged because I saw evangelists uh, finishing their race, guys like Guy Langley, just as an example. There were many, there have been many through the years that were finishing their race. And because I am, I am a pastor and I have a prophetic anointing and I have uh, these various uh, calls of God in my life and gifts of God in my life, but one of the things that has never been, is not the primary gift in my life, is evangelism. But every one of us have an anointing to tell someone our story. Of how Jesus has changed our life. And so there is a move of God. What is happening in you in this hunger as you approach Him is He's activating the grace of the kingdom that is in you to be given a place to pour out that will reap harvest. Books that you will lead to Jesus, that you will then disciple, that you'll say like the Apostle Paul said, come and follow me as I follow Christ. How exciting it will be when, when uh, your family members and your loved ones and your friends from work are on the row with you worshiping God. That day is at hand not just here, but all over the earth, there is a move of God in the earth. And and uh, if you're if you're among the the um, crowd of, uh, of folks in the kingdom that are going, well, where is God, and why not why aren't we seeing this, and get off of that horse. That horse is dead. God is moving in the earth, and we are His vessels poured out. So as I was watching that transition take place in the life of Church of Living Water, I began to pray and say, God, uh, please, as those, those who have an evangelist's heart, finish their race, please raise up and place a spirit of evangelism in this house. And what the Lord said is, I'll put a greater spirit of evangelism in this house, a desire to preach and share the gospel in this house than has ever existed before in its history. And that is one of the things that is taking place in this whole conversation we're having. We'll get back to it next week about working together and and so on, uh, about learning to work together in a spirit of unity like never before. That's all about God's heart for the world. Did you know the Bible says He loves the sinner? He loves the lost. that person that you cry out to God for and you think maybe that person will never say yes, he loves them more than you do. He understands them better than you do. But he put you in their life to be the grace of the kingdom. And he gives you that he's activating that grace in you right now as you hunger for him. He's activating that grace in you right now as you hunger for him. I think I need to say that again until the Holy Spirit gets in you. He's activating that grace in you right now as you hunger for Him. That grace to change somebody's life. Because the power of the kingdom of God resides in you and the Spirit of the Lord has come to dwell in you. And when the Spirit of the Lord came to dwell in you, all of God moved in. Everything that He is became available to you. And you're like, Pastor, I haven't experienced that before. I haven't experienced I've never experienced that at the level that I need to experience it. So let's all join join in and enjoy this together. Because there is a fresh grace over this house that is going to produce. A gathering of the lost around this altar. And God is returning the church to a season of time whenever the altar of repentance means real repentance where hearts are changed and, and and people cry out to Him and they are actually sorry for their sin and desire to be forgiven and want their life to be forever changed. Not just a mental assent to the fact that He's Savior and If he forgives me my sin, I won't end up in the other place and all that. No, it's more than that. God didn't save us to keep us out of hell. He saved us so that the kingdom of God could be given expression in our generation. So you have within you the authority to bring healing when someone is sick. And you have the authority within you to bring deliverance when someone is in bondage. And you have within you the ability to forever change a life in the name of Jesus. I think it's so, such a powerful um, and, and poignant description in Scripture when Jesus says to his followers, If you give a cup of water in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. How much more if you bring deliverance in the name of Jesus? So two things in the life of Church of Living Water that are in the process of changing In our right in our midst as we watch this wonderful move of God unfold. This wonderful time, Rachel, I know that you've stood back in amazement at the environment that has come in worship since the beginning of the year at Church of Living Water. Because God said, first we'll learn to worship in unity together like never before. And so, worship, is, we're, our, our corporate times of worship is, is ending in ways that are different, that can, you know, come into conclusion each week, in ways that are different every week. Because God is so multifaceted. He wants us to experience and taste and see that the Lord is good in every way that He possibly can. And there's something that I'm just not entirely convinced of yet. I'm not sure you realize how much He loves you. You can all ascend to the fact that that you know that God, yeah, I know God loves us. He sent his son to die for us. All of that is that's theological truth. I want you you to know and really know how much he loves you and how much he dreams and has dreamed from the beginning of the birth of this house in the heart of Roger Halverson, how much he has dreamed of this day. That the lost, that there's a harvest that is getting ready to, that is is upon us. I don't want to put it off in the future. There's a harvest that is upon us that is greater than any harvest we have experienced in the past. The majority of the harvest that Church of Living Water has experienced in the past, in our history, has been international harvest. The harvest that we will experience in the days ahead is your family and your friends and your workplace and your city and your neighborhood. And before you get all freaked out about that, I said last week I'm going to repeat myself here intentionally. An orange tree doesn't go, oh I gotta produce oranges, I gotta produce oranges. It just lets its root go down and it produces fruit. He's the vine and you're the branches. Just let your root go down. Don't struggle and get an anxiety about it. But don't ignore it. Times of refreshing have come from the Lord. And in that refreshing, there is a harvest for you. Isn't that wonderful? It's the promise of God. It's the promise of God. So I want you to just take a minute in in the presence of the Lord, and I I just want you to take a minute and, and dream in your mind and envision in your mind what it looks like when those persons over whom God has given you influence begin to respond to your love and your grace and the flow of the kingdom through you, and they begin to say yes to Jesus. And I want you to see what that looks like when they're sitting on the pew next to you or on the chair next to you, when they're not pews anymore, are they? On the the row next to you in in the seat. And they hear something said in the sermon or in the service, and they lean over to you and say, remind me, let's talk about that later, I want to know more about that because you're the source of discipleship within their life. Or they come to your small group and they say, you know, we were talking on, pastor was talking on Sunday and this was said or that was said. Could you help me understand that? Or when somebody gets in the pulpit and they say, turn to the book of Isaiah and they're like, where is that? Isn't that cool? It's so fun. This is what God is doing in our generation. He loves people. And he wants them to be set free. So two things are are to happen. God is stirring up the gifts and the grace that is in you for the kingdom. And there is not going to be a failure on my part or on the part of this house to stand before you week to week, and give an opportunity for people to receive Jesus. That becomes an immediate priority in our life. So if you're really timid, and you haven't had the spirit of timidity broken off of you yet in terms of telling other people about Jesus, invite them to church, we'll tell them, then you can... They'll have something they can ask you about. You'll have some conversation starters with them. Because regardless of what is taught, regardless of what the subject is, the go- the grace, the good news of the gospel is interwoven in every passages of every passage of scripture that is in this book. Every single one. You can't read a chapter without preaching. You can preach the gospel from every chapter in this book. Every single one of them. But the most powerful story of all is your story of how you met Jesus and how he brought you to himself. So I want you to bow your heads. And I want you to just tell the Lord that you're going to let him do what he desires to do in you. And I want you to sit before the Lord for a few minutes. Joey, come here. I want you to sit before the Lord a few minutes, and I just want you to say to the Lord, "Go ahead and stir up the grace for the king, the release of the kingdom in my life." Just, just pray that Rachel. Would you just play something quietly, and and I just want you to just take a few minutes. Um, Uh, I'm going to ask Joey, I'm going to ask, Josh, come here. These are some guys that I just know there's a spirit of evangelism in as God has placed new evangelists in this house. I'm standing, there's one on my right and one on my left. Stay right there, guys. There are others. I'm not not wanting to point someone out above someone else. But there is a grace that has come to Church of Living Water for the preaching of the gospel, for the sharing of faith, for the invitation to receive Jesus. So first of all, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I want you to come and talk to one of these guys. And they will help you with that. And then as the Lord is stirring up a new thing in you right now, a fresh work of grace, just say that to the Lord. Lord, I need a fresh work of grace. I need a fresh work of your grace. And I embrace the promise that you're making to the house. When God makes a promise to the house, he's making it to the individuals in the house. Do you understand that? You're not just receiving it as a corporate word, you're receiving it as a personal anointing from the Holy Spirit. I hear the Lord again, as I sang earlier, I've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting for you to come. So if you've not received Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to make sure that you do that this morning. And all you have to do is just in a few minutes, you come and talk to Joey or you come and talk to Josh. They're very well equipped to lead you receiving Jesus. We will celebrate that. So say, Lord, just... Come on, you're just in his presence. Lord, do a fresh work of grace in my life so that the kingdom can flow through me. Some of you are dealing with some places in your life where you feel like things are stopped up. The Holy Spirit releases that right now. In the name of Jesus, I break that free in you that the Spirit of the Lord cannot flow to you, but through you. We don't want to just get the Holy Spirit to us. We want to get him through us. The point of being filled with the Holy Spirit is being filled to overflowing. So Lord, do a fresh work of grace. Fresh work of grace. A fresh work of grace. So that the kingdom can flow through me. Lord, I speak that over this body right now. Joy, pray with me. Josh, pray with me. I speak that over this body right now. A fresh work of grace. A fresh anointing. A fresh hunger. I think Rachel was singing earlier, if you ask for, for bread, I, I won't give you a stone. The scripture says, Lord, we've asked for a fresh work of grace, a fresh outpouring a fresh anointing, a fresh release of the gifts, callings, but not just gifts and callings. God, there's been repentance that there's a fresh work of godly character so that we can be the reflection of you that we need to be in the earth so that mountains fall speak. Mountains come down.